Andrew, you've been part of Christchurch for the last uh, 12 years, I think it is. I sort of remember that because it's the number of disciples. And um, I mean, you felt part of this church community. Can you tell us, as a church, what are the things that you have felt welcomed you, you felt have been, we've modelled well some of this call to be a church of all nations? Well, thank you very much, Adrian, for uh, yeah, giving me the opportunity to speak. Uh, first of all, I just want to say that I'm speaking from my own experience and also recognising that other people's experiences may be slightly different. Um, it, it's very difficult to answer this question because um, when I joined uh, some years ago, what really attracted us about Christchurch is just the warmth of everybody. You know, immediately we came in, we felt as, a, as individuals, that's Bessie and I, we felt, wow, these guys are very, very friendly, you know. And, uh, and then the next thing after that was obviously the quality of the interactions. It wasn't just a case of welcoming, it was a case of wanting to know us as individuals. So at no point did I think about the color of my skin or that I was treated differently, either in a positive or in a negative way. I just felt I was one of everyone. And I think that's what sort of interested me. The third thing was also the eagerness to hear my thoughts on things. So it's uh, even all the way from the clergy down to various people. I remember then the associate vicar was Craig, and uh, I, I think he was leading the Living Free course and um, I remember talking about my experiences in Nigeria and he was very interested in understanding a bit more. So I think those three things made me feel very welcomed. Those were things that I, look, I was looking for in a church and I think that really models what it means to be a church of all nations where everyone irrespective of their background can come in, feel welcomed and able to participate without any forms of barriers. Um. I know you and I chatted about this earlier in the week, that there's been so much recently about um, race and racism in the news, um, antagonism about nationalism, and it, it, it seems to be on the news all the time. Um, how do you think we can be more aware of the issues that are going on in the world? And um, where have there been things that you've noticed, um, maybe in the community, but also for us as a community, a church at Christchurch, how we can... Um, just be a little bit more aware of becoming even better at being a church of all nations, even better at welcoming people? I think the, the word that comes to mind is boldness. I think, um, uh, I, and I see this everywhere at work, various places where you've got established strong relationships with people who are of a different race. There is that tendency of I know all this is going around in the news, but I'm going to ignore it and not talk about it because I don't want it to affect my relationship with you. And I recognize that we may have different takes on it. So you're a black person, for instance. I, rec I don't know where you kind of stand on these things. I I'm a white person. I don't know where you stand on these things. So let's ignore the elephant in the room kind of thing, you know, and let's continue with this wonderful relationship we have going on. And uh, you kind of see that in different places. And I think it takes boldness to say, you know what, I really want to hear from you, especially when, A, you actually have not formed an opinion. 
So why I say it takes boldness for that is because as a person is talking, you may disagree with their feeling. You may feel that actually, I don't see this as a race issue. I probably see this as a participation issue. I probably see this can be explained by various ways. And there is that temptation to, even when you started this discussion, re recognizing that you have a different take to want to withdraw from the conversation. And I don't necessarily think that's helpful because like I always challenge people, I think the only way we can really resolve all these issues is when we all come together and have a frank discussion. And the reason I say frank discussion is they're hurting people on both sides. And the thing is that the demands from one side may be too much for the other side to give. And until there's that sort of meeting of views and agreement, I think we're always going to be having these issues. And this is one thing I feel as a church, we can do more. When I mean as a church, I'm not talking about Christ church. I'm talking about the body of Christ generally in England. And I think that's wonderful why we're having this together course. It is to actually have these difficult conversations, not being scared that we're going to be labeled by the views that we articulate. Because sometimes we're human beings, we want to process. And at times we need to process out loud. We need to get some things. I'll give you an example and probably it could be raw. It's very, very difficult if all your interactions as individuals with someone of a particular race or majority of it has been negative. And then for you now to now feel that I understand your concerns from that race. It's only until you now discuss, you may now be able to illuminate yourself further and vice versa. We may be thinking, and as I say, we, I'm talking as a black person, I may be thinking that, you know what, there are barriers, but actually it may be in my mind. I don't know, you know, and this is where those open, frank conversations are necessary to be able to move things forward. And we started this last year. I don't know whether some people, uh, hopefully you saw the conversation about race we had last summer. I think one of the things we so appreciated as a whole church is hearing people share their experiences and um, probably in a way that for many people we were just unaware of. We hadn't realized that um, people in our own community, brothers and sisters who we love and care for had had experienced such um, negative experiences. Um, I think a number of you said, not in Christchurch, but in the world. Um, you, you know, you spoke of an attack that you'd experienced. Um, a couple of others who'd had very aggressive um, experiences of racial injustice. And I think for us, it was a bit of a, an eye-opener. And I think one of the things that um, kind of lives out a little bit of what we we're talking about in a moment ago, it's about this sense of actually because we love each other, because we do love each other as brothers and sisters, actually, I want to learn, I want to hear, um, and I might not agree, um, but actually probably by, by listening and learning, I will find I probably agree far more than I thought I did. Um, one of the things I'm conscious of when we listen in the news, they become issues, don't they? And they always have one person who says, it's disgusting, and another person says, it's great, and you just don't get any conversation. It's just the sort of talking heads. And I think that's what we can do in the church is actually because we love one another and we see Christ in each other. Um, you're preaching next week, which will be fantastic to hear, um, looking at some of the challenges that the church in Acts had to face in terms of pressing into this. And then we're unpacking a series that some of you guys and Thea have put together. What would be one of your prayers for us as a church, that things we could learn, grasp, um, you know, how can we grow as a community 
through this process of going through the together course? I, I think um, just listening to each other and one of the things I suspend judgment. That's what I would say, suspend judgment. And um, sometimes it is easy to approach this and think, well, what can I really do about this? This is such a big thing. Are they expecting me to feel guilty? Are they expecting me? Or there, there, there's that alternative view of trying to self-evaluate, you know, in terms of this is the picture of the issues. Evaluating how do I contribute or am I like this person that is being caricatured? And then immediately, which I think 90, 100% of the people here would probably feel, well, I'm not like this person, so I'm okay. End of story, you know? And, and this is what I mean. Let's suspend judgment and just sort of brainstorm and say, you know what? How could, in a way, there are different stages. How could my kindness be misunderstood as being... Uh, a racial sort of prejudice, probably. Uh, and alternatively, how could my lack of awareness be also misunderstood as well? And then also, more importantly, is as a member of a church, because I feel that the Church of England has uh, an enviable position in our society, in the sense it's a powerful institution that not only can model the right behavior, but could also talk about the ills in society. And I feel as individuals, whilst we may be modeling, and this is one area I feel that the church could do better, I think there's a lot of focus on not rocking the boat, but actually modeling, just showing the right behavior. But I think at times, God has given you power for a purpose, and that may be to rock the boat. And there are lots of people here who are very, very influential, captains of industries, you know, can change perspective. It's uncomfortable, but perhaps that's one area we can challenge ourselves. In our various work environments, other areas outside the church, yes, we may be doing a fantastic job in the church, but how can I take this into the society I live in? How can I take this into the workplace I live in? And these are the sort of things that I would appreciate if, as we're going through the course, as we enlighten ourselves on some of the issues, form an opinion, then let's also think, how can we be part of the solution? I don't think th those of us who've come together to, to have discussions, to see how we can create this uh, uh, course, we were not thinking about, here are the six, seven steps of of how to resolve the issues because we recognize it's such a complex issue. Rather, we are trying to say, let us enlighten about the issues and we hope no one goes out feeling guilt, but rather let them think, okay, how can we work together to create solutions from this? Thank you, Andrew. I mean, I think one of the things um, I'm conscious in the church, we have the power to do this. Um, it can seem so awesome in the world. There's too many things to, how can we even make a difference? But actually we have the power by the Holy Spirit, not only to have these conversations well, because we follow, we, if we allow the Holy Spirit to fill us full of love and grace and truth, we can really have these conversations well, but also we have the power then to make a difference in the world and think, actually, maybe I can't change the whole world, but if I change a little bit of my world, and if we all do that, then it does change the whole world and we can all be part of growing. Um, one of the things I love about the church is that it is pretty much 
the only place in the entire world where you will get people from all nations, classes, backgrounds, worshipping together. In my previous church, regularly you would see a builder, a banker, and someone on benefits worshipping together in the same uh, row, and they would also probably be from three different continents. So we can do this, but it's a journey, um, and it'll be a journey that we keep on having to be intentional about. But actually, if we want to make a difference, we learn from the people who are different from us, but then we learn more and more how much we are alike because we have the thing that unites us, the greatest thing that unites us, Jesus Christ. Um, And I want to thank Andrew and the team for putting this course together, but also helping us learn more. um, And I hope we'll all step into it, that this really will be a situation of not just learning more information, but an, an experience of transformation. Thank you, Andrew. Should we give him a round of applause? Thank you so much for sharing. We wanted to give a little bit more time uh, for that. And um, I think my, my final kind of challenge really is that there's two things we're called to be as a church, um, united in Christ um, and diverse as all nations and all peoples and you know, diverse in all the different ways, ages, stages, whatever difference we have. We're called to be unity in diversity. But if, if our unity is simply everyone does it my way, unity without Christ is pointless. Diversity without Christ is pointless. But unity in Christ and diversity um, of the Holy Spirit drawing us together is powerful.